Hey kids, this is me as Robots. We're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. This time out, we're gonna open G.I. Joe. Gonna talk some Japanese League baseball. Gonna tell a fun Halloween story. It's gonna be great, but until that greatness begins, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. OKIC Robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. So, in the last episode, I kind of like offhandedly mentioned that uh, 2.0, the kid, had moved out, and I, I kind of just, just um, kind of threw it out there because it actually happened like a long time ago, like three, maybe four months ago. I just, uh, it, it happened one day. She came home and she's just like, I found an apartment with my friends. We're all gonna move out, and I'm just like, you know what? That's cool, man. You're, you're in your 20s now. It's definitely. It's definitely time for a choice like that, plus you're a very responsible adult, and I, I think that, that that's all good. I think it's great. I I did have, like, a period of uh, adjustment, I guess, is is what you would call it, but um, it, it went quickly, honestly, because I, I'm, like, a solo dude, and I like my life, you know? I like being, like, the solo icy robot, and I enjoy my time, and I have a lot of activities to do, and while it was... While it was weird not having her around and it was very sad, it was still, like, the proper time in life. It felt, it felt right. It felt like, it felt just, it felt right. And I don't, um, I don't worry about her because she's very responsible. She's, like, she's, like, equally as responsible as I am right now at my age. If you look back to me at her age, I was a complete savage. I was a grimy savage. I was a lunatic. I was just so off the rails that it's, like, I couldn't even imagine, like, living out on my own. I would have, I would have been on the streets eating uh garbage out of garbage cans i was i was a beast i was a lunatic and she's she's like she's very together you know she has a job she has a life she has everything one would want so it was just it was just time but uh engineer nerd reached out and he asked if i was all right about this whole thing and you know i am i i maybe maybe i'm a cold-hearted snake paula abdul style but i feel like it's just i don't know it felt like it was time it felt right i just it felt it felt like the right time but uh this this episode, we, um, we got some fun stuff. I'm gonna tell, uh, a Halloween tale. I've kind of been ruminating on this one for a while. I, I look at Halloween and I enjoy Halloween, but when I, when I think back to Halloween as a youth, it's nothing like, for me at least, what it was portrayed on TV where you see everybody going out in costumes and they're all just like, they're all doing their thing, going to Halloween parties. For me, for the most part, I was like a, just a super nerd and I would watch, I would watch TV and pass out candy at the house. Maybe I might go trick-or-treating a little bit, but I was definitely in by dark. I was definitely in by the time the darkness came around. When, when you see like Stranger Things or whatever, they're, they're out till just way past dark and it's like all kinds of havoc happens. And that's the fun, but I, I did have one Halloween that I remember that was like that. I definitely did have one and I, when I look back, I kind of... I kind of think that might have been my greatest Halloween of all all the time in space, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story of that. It's not it's not really like anything amazing. That's gonna be the midsection of the show. I have I have a lot of fun uh, ideas for that, so we're gonna get to that in a sec. But before we get there, I have this GI Joe that I picked up at Target the other day that I want to open up right about now. This is the IC Robots radio program called World's Famous. World's Famous. Our next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a G.I. Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. 
I do, as a matter of fact, insist. I was over at the Target the other day. This was the Target on Santa Rosa Avenue. I haven't been over to Target in a while. I've been hitting up the Walmart a lot lately, and I just, I don't know, man. I, I haven't been over there, but it looks like they've done the uh, seasonal reset. It looks like things are getting, things are getting geared up for Christmas, because there was, like, a lot of new stuff. There was new Motu stuff, there were new Hot Wheels, new Transformers, and then there were new... G.I. Joe's by Super 7. I myself... Hold on, I'm reaching away from the microphone. I myself... I love these Super 7 G.I. Joe reaction figures. And I know that a lot of people... A lot of people don't, but I... I mean, I don't know, man. I get it, dude. You like what... You like what you like in this world. And some people don't go for these G.I. Joe's articulated, like, Star Wars figures from back in the day. But when I was back in the day, I remember thinking that it would have been cool to have... To have Star Wars guys that were also the G.I. Joe guys so that they could all hang and bang together. And now, now as a very old senior citizen, I, I in fact have these things and I, I relish it. I don't know. I enjoy going over to the store and seeing a G.I. Joe on the shelf. And the one that I got, the one that I got this week is a guy that I had wanted the most out of this entire, this entire wave. A guy that goes by the name of Firefly. He is the Cobra Saboteur before... Before we get too far into this, let's just learn a few fun facts about Firefly's given name is unknown. Even Cobra Commander doesn't know his real name or what he looks like. Firefly is a ninja master, a saboteur, and an expert in all NATO and Warsaw Pact explosives and detonators. He always places his charges in the proper location for maximum damage. He makes no guarantees, and gives no refunds. His fees are paid into a numbered Swiss bank account and are always paid in advance. So, there you go, there you have it. Firefly is a guy who sneaks around G.I. Joe bases and puts, uh, bombs uh, on top of things. I... I've always had a place in my heart for Firefly. Let me let me tell you guys a quick tale before we before we open them up. Back back in the day, I used to get my my Joes at a store called Ben Franklin's. The Ben Franklin it was here in, in Rincon Valley. It was maybe like half a mile from the house that I I lived at, and I would I would save up my pennies and my dimes, and my quarters and whatever. And then when I when I had enough, I would walk over there, check out the GI Joes, and I would uh, I would get one. But this. This one time I was on the way home from school and I was I was looking through the Joes at Ben Franklin's and I saw a dude I had never seen before. This was a guy that went by the name of Firefly. He had this really great gray camo outfit. He was a saboteur. He was he was just the epitome of cool. So I picked him up and I went to the counter and I asked the the lady that was working there. I said, "I really I really want to get this. Please hold this for me." I'm going to walk home, get my money, and I'm going to come back. And she was nice enough to do so. So I walked all the way home. And when you're a kid, this is a long, long distance. I was very small, very out of shape. And I walked all the way home, got my money. Then I walked all the way back. And I was counting out my pennies for her on the counter. It was honestly, a lot of it were pennies. I'm, I'm like counting these out, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And then when I got to the end, it turned out I was like 11 cents short. And she, she would, would not, not float me the 11 cents and I had to walk all the way back home 
ask my mom for like 11 cents, then walk all the way back to the store and finally get Firefly. It was so, it was so excruciating. Look, I get it, dude. She's not in the charity business, but 11 cents is 11 cents. I would have just, I would have just let me go, but, um, I, I had to walk. I had to walk back and forth. I still, I still think about it. When I, when I went home, she let me leave my money on the counter. So there was like, there was like all this like divvied up change all over like the bagging area. And when I came back, I gave her the 11 cents and I got Firefly and I, I thought he was so great. He was, he was just so cool, man. He had this gray camouflaged outfit and he had a backpack with like a little, little spot that opened up and inside of it, there were tools. You could see like a saboteur tools. And then he came with like a really cool machine gun as well as a, he had like a small, like a walkie-talkie, which was really great. And I, I imagine that, I imagine I lost it in like five minutes. It's one of the most easily lost G.I. Joe accessories of all the time in space. If you ever see one, it is green and it is very, uh, very hard to find. I I like this, um, this uh, G.I. Joe Super 7 reaction here, though, honestly. I'm looking at it now. It has, it has, you know, the really cool G.I. Joe fire explosion background and uh, fireflies on there pointing a gun at you let's let's just bust into this that's that's usually just like a good place to start let's um let's bust in here i don't think we need well let's get the vidal sassoon scissors just to kind of make a nice little incision here so it'll all pull off equally well the character figure is on a uh he's on a little tray his machine gun is held down by tape so that it won't come bouncing around in the packet. We're just going to pull that off. We're going to throw that away. Let's just double check. Nope, nothing else in there. We're going to put that in the recycling bin, and we will now examine the figure. His, uh, his camouflage is more blue than gray, which the original figure was more gray than blue, but it's all fine. These are, these are supposed to be based more upon the cartoons, which I can, which I can really dig. And in the cartoon, he was a little more toward light blue than he was toward gray. There's some really nice details. He has three or four grenades here, grenades. He has some clips. Very, very cool. His gun goes right into his hand very easily. The plastic is soft like a Star Wars figure, so there's no risk of breaking his thumbs. That's that's one of the things with G.I. Joe's. When we had this when we had this earthquake recently, a lot of my Joes fell off off the shelves, and I felt lucky that none of them were broken because the the plastic is. And I'm not going to say it's brittle, but it is fragile, and they fell they fell a good like four or five feet, and they could have broken. But a few of them, um, it was exposed the fact that uh, their O rings had broken, like their top half fell off in the earthquake. And I have these figures, and the O rings are broke, and I don't mind changing them. It's not hard, but I feel like I feel like every time I do it there's a very small chance that, like, some kind of a piece in the waist is going to break or something's going to break. So I would rather not do it. I wish I could find some kind of, like, some sort of, like, removable adhesive that I could just, like, stick into the the figure and hold the top and bottom together without having to take them apart every time the O-ring breaks. It just, it just feels risky. I wish there was something I could just sit there, hold them down, and then remove it easily. Uh, maybe clay. I don't know. I'll, I'll find something. If you have any ideas, hit me up with product links on the tweets. That's at ICRobots. That is me, your guy. I I love this Firefly. He is the one that I wanted the most out of this wave. Let's see who else, who else is in this wave. They had Cobra Commander. They had a bunch of other guys, but none of these guys look familiar from this, this wave, honestly. I already have Lady J. I have Duke, I have Scarlet, I have a Snake Eyes, I have Quinn, I don't have Roadblock, I have Flint, I don't have Cobra Commander, 
I don't have Destro. I have the Baroness. I don't have the Shock Trooper. I have Storm Shadow. I have Major Blood. And I have Firefly. I honestly have almost all the guys who are characters. Except for Roadblock, Cobra Commander, and Destro. Who I... Who I've only seen a few times. They do have Roadblock over there. I'm going to pick him up probably next time. But I don't have any of the soldiers. I've never... I've never not never seen the troopers or the sailors or the snakelings or any of these guys on the peg or I would have bought them. I wonder if they are just like short packed or if they're not packed at all. But they're easily to find. They're easy to find online. If you want one, you can get one. Let's the the figure has a you can see his pistol's butt is protruding out. And I thought for a second that it might come out, but it does not. But I I love this guy. I love these figures. I'm not even going to lie. I think they're great. Let's, uh, let's cut. Let's cut the file card off the back. I have all these file cards. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I, I cut them just because it feels like it's part of the fun. It's part of the fun when we're doing some Vidal Sassoon brand snippy snip snips. Snipping this way. Then we're going to snip this way. And we are going to snip off this little piece right here and make it nice and cool. Very fun. I'll put him over there with the other ones. And then I'll probably keep... I like to keep these G.I. Joe pieces, the cards. They make like, I don't know, you can stick them in books. They're cool bookmarks or whatever. Seems silly to throw away such a nice piece of G.I. Joe art. So I'm going to keep this. Let's quick look at the file card. File name classified. Military specialty sabotage. No one knows what... Oh, that's the, um, that's the part we just read. Even Cobra Commander doesn't know a lot about Firefly. He's very mysterious. That's one of the... That's one of the things I liked about him. He appeared in one of the movies as well. I think it was Ray Stevens, Ray Stevenson, who played him. The guy the guy who was in the Punisher movie where the dude who was McNulty on the wire played Jigsaw. That was actually a pretty decent movie. I've only seen it the one time, but I, I remember thinking that was that was pretty cool. But honestly, John Barenthal is probably... He's probably the best Punisher, and I hope that someday we see him again. But that's... That's neither uh, there, here, nor there, or somewhere else. Let's um, let's move forward. We had fun with this. We did. We did have a good time. We honestly did. I hope we did. Did we? Tell me if you didn't think so. Hit me up on the tweets at icrobots on uh, that. So let's. Um, what's next? Oh, Derek. What's up, Derek? What's up, dude? Hit us up with some of that Japanese baseball news. <laughs> This week in Japanese League Baseball. Game 1 of the Pacific League Playoffs. Kona Takahashi vs. Kodai Senga. Right fielding all-star Yuki Yanagida hit a three-run home run in the bottom of the third, propelling his team to victory. Senga threw eight innings of three runs, two earned, ball for the win, and Levon Moinello preserved the win in the ninth with a shutout inning. Speedsters Masaki Mimori and Yukio Shuto also provided RBI hits for the Hawks, while the Lions' lone tally came on a solo home run by Tomoya Mori in the top of the sixth. Final score, Hawks 5, Lions 3. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. Up next, I see robots and the story of his best Halloween, ever. I know that some of you might find this hard to believe, but when I was coming up back in the day, your guy was not a popular kid by any stretch. It all started when we moved. We moved from Illinois to here, and by that time, it was like all the dudes around here already had relationships, and it was kind of it was kind of hard for me to squeak in. And then when we transitioned into uh, junior high school, it was even 
it was even harder in some ways because like a lot of the kids that I knew from uh, Binkley Elementary ended up going to different junior highs and I, I kind of had to I kind of had to start all over again. Eventually though I did I did make some friends you know I had like my small posse or whatever but I was never by any stretch what you would call a popular dude. So Halloweens for me were like, I would go to school, then I would come home and just sort of like hang around the house while my parents passed out candy. I did, I did go trick-or-treating like back in the day, you know, like back in the elementary school days, but in, in like, in like around here, the, the popular kids would continue to go out and trick-or-treat like, like all the way up until high school, they would go and they would hang out, wear costumes. Mostly it was like, they were going out wearing costumes and just sort of walking around and, you know, just causing havoc and stuff. And your guy, your guy didn't want to get caught up in the havoc. So I would, by and large, just sort of like, just sort of hang around the house and hide, I guess. But uh, there was, there was one year, my eighth grade year, where me and my friend Andy, who you might know from the This Boring Life episode called My Friend Andy, were invited out by this other kid named Mike who was a year older than us. He lived in our neighborhood. We were friendly with him. He was a very cool guy. He was older than us. He was also he was also a massive mountain of a man. Guy was like, guy was huge. At this point, I think that he may have been like a full foot taller than me and like like a hundred pounds heavier. Dude was a giant. Think like a, like an NFL offensive lineman. Very, very large guy. Very popular. Gentle giant. Really cool guy that everybody liked. He, he lived down the street and he invited me and Andy to go hang and bang with him on Halloween. And this was, this was one of like my best, if not my best Halloween nights of all the times in space. So I wanted to I wanted to, like, power record style, recreate some of the things that happened. Maybe just, maybe just, you know, to, like, up your guys' atmosphere and stuff, your Halloween atmosphere. We're gonna, we're gonna tell the tale of the greatest Halloween of all the times in space that I ever had. Playing the role of Mike, the nice guy Mike, will be Derek. Derek, say hello. What's up, dude? I'm glad to be here. Should be a good time. Always fun to have you here, Derek. I know you're going to do great. And playing the role of my friend Andy, who we know was a wild child. Single mom raised lunatic. Guy was nuts. Had no boundaries of any sort. Playing the role of my friend Andy, who is somebody you might know from the Derek Show over on Patreon. He goes by the name of Big Daddy Craig. Big Daddy Craig, say what's up. What's up, fool? Look, let's get into this. I have to meet Beefsteak over at his studio. Time is money kid. Just fine. We'll, we'll have a good time. Don't worry about it. So with all that out of the way, let's get started on the tale. Well, you should really be scared here. Johnny. This tale begins with me at home. It's the afternoon. It's like three, maybe four o'clock and channel 50, KFTY 50. That was our local uh, Santa Rosa channel was having a special presentation of Night of the Living Dead, the original black and white George Romero classic. And I myself, I had never seen it. I had never seen this movie up until this point. I was, I was like, I was like really messed up as a kid when I saw some like super scary movies and I ended up having like nightmares for years. So by and large, I avoided horror movies, but this one, this one really caught my eye. You know, I was, I was flipping through the channels, kind of looking around for stuff. And this one, this one totally caught my eye. It looked different, you know, it was black and white, it was older. And I just thought this was like the coolest movie I'd ever seen in my life. It's still, it still might be my favorite horror movie of all the time in space. I love zombies. I love zombie stuff so much. And this was my introduction to zombie stuff. Just really, 
just really great and it got the Halloween mood started off right. Now here's here's the deal. I did not have a costume, like not at all. I wasn't the kind of dude. Once we got past elementary school, I just like completely quit wearing costumes. Like in elementary school, it was almost like mandatory, but after after those days, I really just gave it up. It wasn't wasn't for me. So when when uh Mike suggested we go out and do some trick or treating, I really had to like I really had to think about it. My mom, my mom was home. And I went to her and I asked her what I should do. And she was like, well, why don't you go as a vampire? Because basically went as a vampire at, like every every year of elementary school. But like we didn't have that vampire makeup kit that you would get over at Long's Drugs. The one with like the white face paint or whatever. So, so she mixed up some of her like beauty powders, like her foundation powders, I guess. And she came up with like, she came up with like a really white colored uh, like sheen for my face. So she slapped that on. Then she hit me up with a couple lines of like, uh, what would you call it? Lipstick on the corners of my mouth. You know, that's what that's what you have when you're dressed as a vampire. You have like a little little dripple of blood coming out the, the corner of your mouth. So she hit me up with that. Then she found like a dark colored uh, sheet, and I used that as a cape, and that was that was my costume for the year. I was a vampire, so I'm sitting there wearing women's makeup and lipstick with a with a bed sheet around my shoulders when the when the doorbell rang. What's up, idiot? Are you ready to go? Dude, you look pretty stupid. Is that like, a sea water face powder? Nice lipstick. Kids are just, uh, kids are awful. So basically, basically I opened the door, it was him, he insulted how I looked, and this was, this was from a dude who was wearing like a flannel shirt, and like some jeans with a hole in it, and he said that he was, that he was a hobo, back when being a homeless person was an appropriate costume. So we both we both looked pretty stupid, to be honest. We looked like we had some real slapdash, uh, thrown-together kind of costumes. But, you know, what did, what did you expect, dude? We couldn't uh, get over to Ben Franklin's and get a, uh, get a Ben Cooper, you know. This was honestly kind of, not gonna say past the Ben Cooper days, but, like, this was probably past the Ben Cooper heyday. More into the, more into the, uh, makeup assortments. You know, you go and they have, like, uh, the rack toy versions of, like, different makeup things. You can be a vampire or put, like, a scar on your face. You know, that kind of stuff. The things that are, they're kind of gathered together with the pumpkin carving kits. It was, it was like that era. So we, we insulted each other and then we headed down the street to Mike's. He didn't, he didn't live very far at all. It was literally like two blocks away at the most. Dude, I can't believe you are wearing face dust and you think that's cool to wear in Mike's house. Dude, come on. It's like I, I just had to come up with this last minute, man. It's like I, I didn't even know that we were going to do this until until this morning. Whatever, fool. You look foolish. Just try and act chill, all right. Mike's house is right up here on the left. Hey, what's up guys? I will be out in a sec. I just have to grab a pillowcase. Wait here. Can we, uh, can we come inside for a sec? No, you can't come in. My dad is sleeping. He will go nuts if you wake him up. So, Mike had us wait outside his place. I got, um, I got a quick glimpse inside of his house. I could see, like, stacks and stacks of newspapers everywhere. He had, like, bound up magazines and newspapers all in the opening corridor. You could barely see past, you could barely see past into the house, but what I could see was that there were, there was stuff piled everywhere. I, I had never seen anything like this in, in up until this time. He was, his family, somebody in his family, I suppose, would be classified as a hoarder nowadays. There was just, there was stuff everywhere, and it was, 
it was interesting. This was the uh, first time in my life that I sort of realized that people's lives might not be like as you as you imagine them to be. Because Mike was like a really nice guy, really popular dude, had it all together, was very cool, very hip with all the all the current things and stuff. And it just it looked like um it just looked, I don't know it looked really bad inside of his house. And I, I realized that things are not always what they appear. So we. We stood outside, and we waited, and then eventually Mike came out. He came out of the house, and he had, he had like a shopping bag, not a shopping bag, a pillowcase with him. I don't, I honestly don't remember like what he called his costume, but he was wearing sort of just like, sort of like a mismatch of like a mask and some kind of like, some kind of like Ben Cooper style smock in the front that was, that was like a leftover thing. He was just, you know, like a random, random monster. So we had a bum. We had a random monster, and then we had a uh, a rouge-wearing Dracula, played by your guy, your guy right here, Icy Robots. And then we kind of we kind of started walking around. It was still it was still like early; it hadn't gotten dark yet. But uh, our guy Mike knew about a he knew about a Halloween party at the the elementary school around the corner, and that they wanted kids to uh like older kids and whatever, to go over there and volunteer and, and maybe help out a little bit. And if you helped out, you would kind of get your pick of, like, all sorts of candies and stuff because, you know, the parents are donating candies, big bowls of candies everywhere. So so we went over and uh, we did that for a while. That was, like, a, a very short walk over there. Hello. I think you guys are a little bit old for the party. No, we are here to help out. You know, volunteer. Oh, okay, we can use some helpers over by the bobbing for Apple's bucket. Go over there. What are you supposed to be anyway? I'm a hobo lady, you know. A bum. A bum? Well, isn't that cute? See, this was back when being a bum was cute. So we, we got assigned over to the bobbing for apples bucket, and we went over there, and you know how it is when, you, when you're, like, dumb and you're young. We kind of we kinda helped out. We kind of did whatever. We did that... We did that for, I don't know, maybe like half an hour or like an hour. And before we went, we, uh, we make sure to grab like a handfuls and handfuls of candy from the, from the communal candy bin. They had, they had like bowls and stuff of like smaller candies all over the place and like, like candies that we were supposed to give out for prizes. And these were all pulled from like a central, like a central candy vault. And we made sure to hit the candy vault as volunteers. Like we would get sent over to grab some stuff to give to the kids and we would make sure to grab some for ourselves. This was... This was what it's like on Halloween, dude. It's every man for himself, and acquiring the candy is the goal above all goals. So we we did that. It turned out to be quite a profitable, uh, quite a profitable little deal overall, honestly. And we we headed out from there after a while over to over to like this haunted house that somebody had set up on uh, our street. Well, it was actually Mike Street. Somebody somebody had set up this spooky wooky uh, haunted house over on Mike Street. This is it, bros. The haunted house. I know these guys a little bit, so they will probably let us in for free. That would be great, cause I'm broke as a joke. Me too, dude. Honestly, I was always broke as a joke at that time. I just never had like extra money for like anything. It was just the way that it was, and they were they were charging like I I don't know like two bucks or whatever per person for the uh, haunted house, which was which was probably reasonable. But none of us had it, dude. One guy's mom was a hoarder. One guy was my friend Andy, and the other guy was me. We were all broke as a joke. Hey, Mike. Come on in, man. The house is for kids, basically, but you guys can look around. You start here and loop around through the yard and out through the garage. Thanks for letting us in. I appreciate that, bro. 
Yeah, no problem. Good luck. <laughs> the uh the whole thing was for kids, but it was definitely it was definitely fun and they packed in some scares for the uh the teenagers, the older guys like us. Not that we were not that we were older guys per se, but it was it was what I would think calculated for like maybe like an elementary school and we were like junior high. One of the one of the scares I remember was we went around the corner and this this person jumped out in a mask and the mask had like the eyeballs were like sewn shut and the lips were sewn shut and this this like startled me so badly I screamed ah! and then um Mike screamed Ooh! and then finally Andy screamed ah! and the this this mask was like it was so convincingly scary I'm not even kidding I've never seen this mask since and it was just it scared the heck out of me and the way that he came around the corner with the scary music and everything Total real life jump scare. You know, honestly, I want I want to backtrack a little bit. I've been thinking about that um that one really bad scare that I got in in, in that haunted house. I'm not the kind of guy who's been to a lot of, a lot of haunted houses. I don't go to those like those super scary for adult ones or whatever. It's just it's just not for me. I'm sure it's super scary. I'm sure it is, and I don't I don't want to get super scared. But um this. This guy with the face, I, I, I kind of, like, for years after that, I kind of dwelled on it as something in my life that I saw that was super scary. And I would I would kind of, like, go back and forth whether it was a mask or it was makeup. I, I'm still not, like, honestly sure because there was, like, flashing lights and, like, music and stuff. And it was, it was all, you know, Halloween-y. And I, w- I would see this guy's face and I'm just, like, I couldn't really, like, in my memory, focus in on the details to the point where I can tell you, like, 100%. Like, there were times when I was like, no, that was probably makeup, and there were times when I when I thought it was a, when I when I thought it was a mask, but I, I've done a little bit of searching, and I didn't find a mask on the online that I thought was, like, the exact one, but again, it was all flashing lights, it was all scary, it was all, it was all that, and then some. That was, that was pretty cool. I know it sounds really, really minor to you, but it was pretty fun, and it was pretty scary, but then... From there, we did a little bit of a, we did some trick-or-treating. We went around, it was a bit darker at this point. We, we'd we already started off like way ahead of the, of the curve, honestly, because we had all that, uh, that candy from the from the little kid party at, at Whited. So we we were walking around, you know, just like doing whatever, kind of kind of getting into hijinks and mischief because honestly we were a bit uh we were a bit older as far as like a lot of the kids we saw out there so we, we were, were like you know just hanging and banging and hanging and clanging and running around and acting the fool and stuff we might have we might have even smashed a pumpkin i'm not sure that we did that was that was still like a popular pursuit at the time i don't see a lot of smashed pumpkins nowadays every once in a while you'll see one that gets taken and smashed but you don't really you don't really see that a lot around this neighborhood, but this was at a time where we lived on we lived on the other side of Rinkin Valley, which is still, you know, still nice suburbs and stuff, but it's a little more kind of like low-cost housing and stuff. We lived over there, so there were there were some smash pumpkins around the uh, around the complex as I as I recall, and we we may have even even smashed a couple ourselves. I'm not going to not going to incriminate myself. I don't believe in smashing pumpkins at all, but uh at the time it may have it may have been a more of an acceptable behavior i remember i remember we chased a kid we chased this one kid and we put him inside of a garbage dumpster don't don't get this twisted because it was like a dumpster that they had delivered to their house and they were gonna like they were gonna fill it it wasn't it wasn't already filled it was pre-filled i mean it was it was yet to be filled so we we put him inside of there and we closed it and we ran away we thought that was we thought that was pretty funny later 
this kid that we did it to grew up to be like a monster dude. He was like one of the star players on uh, Santa Rosa High's football team of of that generation. Guy was guy was huge. He was jacked, and I hope that he forgot all about it because he could have thrown me in a dumpster at the time. By the time by the time he was at high school, and I was uh, I was out of high school, he could he could have thrown me in the dumpster. But let's hope he doesn't. Uh, Peace. I send a peace out to you. Don't, uh, don't recall that. But, uh, you know, honestly, it was, uh, it was a little fun to be on the other side of that for a while. It was all, it was all, like, good nature. These were, like, a couple kids that we did know from the, from the neighborhood, and we kind of, we kind of chased them around and, and put them inside there. It wasn't like, we didn't beat them up or anything like that. It was just, you know, did a little chasing of some other kids. It was Halloween, man. You chase people around on the Halloween. On the Halloween. If you're a kid, and you're out by yourself, and this was in the day when kids would definitely go out trick-or-treating by themselves. So there were some parents out, but you would go, you would go with like a couple of your homies once you hit like elementary school, honestly. And if you, if you got caught out there in the dark and there were some other kids that were older than you, these kids are going to chase you. They're going to chase you. That's the law of Halloween. That's the law of the jungle, man. It was, it was all fun. It was all fun and games. You're like chasing people in your mask and chasing people like, like my lipstick powder is coming off my face, you know, I'm like, probably sweating, I was, I was in terrible shape, I'm still in terrible shape, I was in awful shape back then though, I'm probably running and I'm sweating and my, my, uh, my foundation is coming off and it was just, it was all good fun, all good fun, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if there was anything that really, like, happened after that, and this all, this all seems rather mundane to you guys, but honestly, there weren't a lot of times when I had this TV show version of Halloween, when Halloween would roll around, I would, for the most part, just hang around the house and watch, watch whatever was on TV that night. I was not a popular kid by any stretch. This was one of the few times, this was one of the few times that I got to go out there and really, like, really have a good Halloween. It was really just, like, a great time. I always had fun at the end when you're home, when you're at home, you get to divvy up your candy, like, you separate your candy into into different stacks. I would, I would sometimes separate it by, by brand, like, for example, you know, all the Snickers in one little pile and all the... All the M&M's in one pile. The M&M's get separated into two piles. You get your peanut and you got your plain. I myself, lately, I definitely prefer the peanut. I've, I've gone through periods where I do appreciate the plain a lot more. But lately, I've been into these pe- the, the peanut M&M kick. But uh, you separate those two. Your Snickers, your Heath, your Butterfingers. Those, those are kind of, the, to me, honestly, like the M&M's. The peanut butter cups, and then you get like the Heath bars, the little Heath bars seem common, at least around these parts back in the day. And then the the Butterfingers were always the best minis. The Butterfinger makes a good mini because it's so it's so dense compared to a lot of a lot of candy bars. I'm not into like the Milky Way mini so much. I mean I'll eat them. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'll I'll eat them. If you give me a mini candy bar, I will eat it no matter what it is. But uh, I I do kind of go for those. The Kit Kat is good. The mini Kit Kat is good. But it's not, the mini Kit Kat's not like super satisfying. It's kind of too small and too flaky and too light. And you end up having to eat like two or three. Whereas like a mini Snicker, you can eat one and you feel like you got like a pretty good snack because uh, there's a lot of chewing, a lot of chewing involved. The The caramel caramel and the peanuts and all that stuff. So those are, those are always good. Obviously peanut butter cups are great when you get those. To me, those are probably the the number one of all the things, at least at least right now. If we had a bag of candy around the house, I would definitely be going for the peanut butter cups. We don't. We don't have a bag of candy. We're going to get some. But I, I said, you know, we got to wait till the very last minute to get this or I am going to eat all this candy and that's good. That's yummy and I'll have fun. But is it is it the best thing for me? Is it the best thing for this, this banging body that I'm trying to get? No, probably not. So we're going to wait till the last second for that. But I... I think this has been a fun, like a fun look at Halloween, a Halloween from the past. I, 
I've caught up with both of these people lately. My, my friend Andy and my friend Mike. My friend Mike moved away. He moved to New Orleans and he opened a halal restaurant with his husband. Halal is like, it's like kosher, I think, in some ways. I think it's like kosher, but for, for Muslim folk, I'm not certain. But he's telling me that the restaurant is really successful. We bumped into him, I forget when, recently. We were at Paperbacks Unlimited. We, we stopped in to get something and he, uh, he was there with his nephew. Like, he was back in town visiting and he brought his nephew out to buy some, buy some books. So we bumped into him. He's doing great. He seems really happy. Same, same old cool guy, Mike. And then uh, I, I caught up with my friend Andy not too long back. It's probably been, it's probably been like a year, but uh, we did catch up. He's a, he's a guidance counselor at the school, believe it or not. Go listen to the uh, This Boring Life episode about my friend Andy, and then you'll see this guy's a guidance counselor. I'm sure he's great. He seems like he's, he's really got every, everything going right now. Everything's going good for him, as far as I can tell, which is nice. That's what you want for people. Even if they're like your long-lost friends, you know, that you don't see very often, you uh, wish them the best. Honestly, your guy, me, I wish everyone the best. Everybody in the world, all the best to you. But uh, let's, let's jump forward into something else. Happy Halloween. <laughs> This is Ed from The Derek Show wishing you a healthy and safe Halloween. Alright, this is me. Shout out to Ed. Shout out to Derek. Shout out to Big Daddy Craig. You can find all those guys over on the Patreon, supportthereport.com. They have their own thing going called The Derek Show. It is a lot of fun, honestly. I... I really enjoy hearing those whenever they whenever they put one out. I understand that they have one in the works right now and that it'll, uh, it will be out there soon. Shout out to Derek. Shout out to Ed. Shout out to Big Daddy Craig. Shout out to Cool Kyle. Shout out to Tomek and all the folks over at That's a Meatball. Now available in Menlo Park. I I think we're going to get up out of here pretty soon. Um, that, that radio story was exhausting, dude. It's exhausting having Craig and Derek and Ed over at the house. They're nice guys, don't get me wrong, but you gotta, you gotta feed them. You gotta get them stuff to drink. Big Daddy Craig likes his, uh, bubblegum vape juice and his monster energy drinks. You gotta, you gotta make sure to have all those things available at all time, or they... They could straight up go banana. They could go banana at any moment. Not so much Ed and Derek, mind you. Maybe, like, Big Daddy Craig. He might go banana. But at, at, at any rate, we're we're getting ready to get up out of here. The The thing over at my gym, the life of my new gym, has, has really started to settle in. It's it's a lot better over there. It's so big. It's so big. They, they recently moved a lot of stuff around, and they moved most of the equipment from my old gym into the new gym they they have kind of like a whole area set up with all the all the machines over there so it's like it's like my gym almost now exists inside of that gym but it's it's not the same it's different but it's okay to do different things sometimes you know it's uh it's different now that i i've started working out there pretty pretty regularly i can see how much more equipped this one is than my than my old gym i liked my old gym i like the charm of my old gym but this one this one is going to lead me to greater lengths than ever before. It really is, I think. I hope. I, I hope. I hope is, uh, that's a more realistic way to put it. But, uh, you know, hope and, uh, hope and trust in a better future. So I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to talk about before we get up out of here. We did Halloween. We opened that toy. We, uh, talked about the gym. We, we talked about this and that. Not really, honestly, a lot going on in my life outside of those, um, outside of those things. I go to the movies. I go to the gym. I come home. 
I do this, I do that, I I picked a bunch of carrots out of my garden the other day, that was a lot of fun, we're getting ready for the uh, fall, winter season, we're gonna plant more carrots, we're gonna plant some onions, we're gonna plant some uh, potatoes, we're gonna, we're gonna plant some kale, all these, all these more hardy things for the, uh, for the upcoming season, that should, that should definitely be a hoot and a half, uh, all the new toys are starting to hit the shelves, over at the Target, over at the Walmart, there's all kinds of new Motus, the, the uh, bigger Motus, not the um, not the retros, the uh, the ones based off the cartoon, the the Kevin Smith related cartoon. Lots of lots of new ones popping up from that. That's a good line, man. It's like Marvel Legends, but for uh, He Man. So I, I wonder sometimes if I should if I should get into that. I kind of think I might, but um, I haven't. I haven't yet so far. But uh, we're gonna call it. This has been a pretty good Halloween episode, I think. All things told. So until. We meet again. Make sure to check out the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. We got some of those coming up. Werewolf by Night came out. We got we got Namor coming out. We got should be out by the time you hear this. But uh, Namor, all kinds of fun stuff coming out. Always great. Carlos is back. Gino Vega's been uh, hitting hard like as usual. But uh, until we meet again, my guys, if you don't like the news, go out there and make some of your own. All right, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Incredible strength. Oh wow.